Welcome, I'm Larry Olson, and what's on your mind? Once set, it delivers your life. To change the outcomes we want, we must change the plays we're running. Join us at Mindset Playbook with real people, real talk, for real insight. Today's episode is sponsored by Apernio, an achievement acceleration company whose approach to professional development enables clients to gain insights and perspectives to live, work, and engage with more success. Welcome, everyone, to Mindset Playbook. And whatever you happen to be doing in your life, I want to thank you so much for taking this time out to invest in yourself. Um, we've got some wonderful information for you today, and I think you're going to find it absolutely um, mind-bending, if you will. Um, I have the pleasure today to introduce you to Christina Walls. Christina is a land investor, coach, speaker, and entrepreneur who has a drive to create the life she wants to live and to help others do the same. She believes until our mind frame changes, we cannot change, and I couldn't agree more. It's her goal to not only work on herself, but to see others rise to meet their potential as well, um, to be inspired, move forward, and dream big. Who doesn't want to do that? You'll often see her traveling and enjoying the company of co-life creators. She may ask this of you. What is the price you're paying for not following your dreams? Well, welcome, Christina, and thank you for sharing your time and life with us. Thank you, Larry. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> Let's start our conversation today by having you share what price do you feel you paid by not following your dreams, and what can our listeners do if they find themselves not following theirs? So, for years, um, I would say the pride, I had like a, a desire inside to be big. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I would I would try on some levels, but I I was hindered. And I always felt a like like kind of like the water at the dam that wants to spill over. And I I felt like, man, what why can't I get there? Why can't I get there? So I would start things and um, I, I would finish, I would finish things, but I never quite felt like I was flowing. I never felt like I was good enough. I never felt like, um, you know, I was reaching my potential and it was frustrating, you know? And so the price that I was paying was I was doing one thing while wishing I was doing another thing. Mm -hmm. And you're never satisfied whenever you're just kind of living under what you feel is a calling or your, your destiny or your journey, whenever you're just in survival mode, mm -hmm. trying to just pay the bills and carry on with life. And mm -hmm. for me, that was the price that I paid. Uh -huh. And, uh, but in retrospect, when I look at it, it was part of my journey. And um, there were lessons that I had to learn along the way, a lot of some crying, some laughter, some failure, some ups some downs. <laughs> and uh, at this point, I really do look at it as part of my journey that has uh, unfolded. It took me a little longer than I would have preferred, 
But look, um, 49, they say the 50 is the new 30. So I'm cool with that. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So you mentioned um, this not feeling like you were good enough. Where do you think that came from? Because I know a lot of us go through that or are going through that as we speak. So for me, you know, I mean, it's it's kind of an interesting unfolding. Um, for years, I didn't quite even realize that I was functioning that way. Okay. Um, because I couldn't, I mean, I had this feeling like when I would be in social settings, I would feel like I didn't measure up. I would feel like I didn't, I wasn't good enough. I would feel like that life was not for me. I couldn't attain it. It was always somebody else that could attain it. And, you know, so it, these are deep issues that have got to be addressed. And for me in my life, I um, was born into a family and there were some problems. You know, my father was an alcoholic, a womanizer. The marriage got broke up. And I can remember he had left at um, when I was young. And I remember seeing him with his new woman's children. And I was like, I wanted to be that person, you know. So that kind of, I interpreted that situation as though it, it was me. I was lacking. But again, interpreted the situation. Years later, I recall thinking about my dad, and I remember thinking, if you were to ask my dad if he loved me, he would say, absolutely. And once I started realizing that sometimes what you need in life, you don't necessarily get from the person that you think you need it from, but Mm -hmm. you have to understand that they did their best for Mm -hmm. wherever they were in their life at that time. And once I kind of realized that, was able to see that on a grand scale, I just kind of let it go. Mm -hmm. And I started to realize that, and and I also was able to see at that point that I had made choices in my life um, that reflected I didn't have value, you know? And so I was just trying to, mirror that in my life. And until I began to heal and until I began to recognize these things and until I began to realize that I do have value and it's not based off of anybody, you know, it's my God given right to, to have value. (laughs) That's right. To get out of the womb for crying out loud. Yeah, that's right. That's right. (laughs) Let me go. And And so once that was kind of, um, established within my heart. And and it was, it was in my heart. It wasn't somebody, somebody didn't sit me down and say, Oh, you know, Christina, you are loved. No, I had to come to terms with it. Yeah, And and it's, and it's phenomenal because all of a sudden the world opens up Hmm. and (laughs) it's, it's beautiful. All those people (laughs) change around me or something, (laughs) right? How come they're all being so nice now? How come they all? Yeah. Why does everybody love me all of a sudden? <laughs> <laughs> hmm, maybe uh, because you love yourself. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, That's that right. is such an intellectual pursuit that most people are on when you, you know, that that commandment of, you know, love thy neighbor like thyself. And we mm-hmm. find most people do. And that's the problem is, is we haven't gotten to the point where we can love ourselves. We hear about it. It's bumper stickered, you know, however, it's a cliche. 
And what did you do to, because it wasn't a one aha moment, I'm sure for you. What did, what did you have to do to continue to build that new belief that would override that old one for you? So I can remember a few pivotal times in my life. I had, um, I was in a marriage and it was tumultuous. And I remember thinking like, what is going on here? And I remember one day there was a situation and it was just not good. And I remember thinking for the first time, yeah, this isn't working for me anymore Mm. because Mm. it didn't resonate with me anymore. I'd no longer felt like nothing. Um, And suddenly I was like, everything that was being said and going on, I was like, this has nothing to do with me. This is this own person's pain. And I was like, it was kind of like liberating, (laughs) (laughs) you know, to not take it personally because I had started to Mm. heal. And um, so the I I, you were healing within a tumultuous relationship. Is that what you're sharing too? I I was I started to heal because I was seeking it. I did not, I wanted to change. And I started realizing that I was trying to change him. I was the one that needed to change. And once I realized that I made the choice to be in this marriage that wasn't healthy. So why did I make that choice? And I made that choice. And and this is kind of a a deep issue. You know, I made that choice because I was trying to resolve a deeper issue that cannot be resolved with another person. It has to be resolved again in my heart, in me. So it's kind of interesting how all of this unfolds. I I get out of the marriage, no hard feelings. You know, I I understand it for what it was. And I realized, and then I, so then I started to pursue what I wanted to pursue in life. I wanted to go into investing. So I go into investing and, you know, all of a sudden it starts unfolding. I start getting new friends uh, I'm in a new circle and our conversations are about growing and healing and making money and, and how we can improve our relationships. And I was like, what just happened? <laughs> you know, but, but then I, I came to a point where I, I felt kind of stuck and I didn't know how to like, how do I, how do I heal? Yeah. How do I heal to grow? And yeah. I started meditating. How do I sustain this? Right. Not only do I sustain it, how are the how do I make the changes so I'm no longer um, attracting ah. the same mess? Gotcha. Yeah. And so I realized one thing was that there are things that you can never resolve. You just have to forgive, let go, and heal and move on. And once I started, and, and that honestly is a result of meditating. You okay. know, sitting. And, and listening and seeing things kind of like I would in, in my meditation, you know, I will like kind of look at my life as though it's not my life. <laughs> mm, gotcha. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh, I can see, you know, where I was in error here. You know, why I made these choices because I kind of detach from it and I'm looking at it from a different perspective. And once that started happening, it's like I started realizing that my healing was wrapped up in letting things go. Hmm. You know, my healing was wrapped up in 
having the courage to do what I wanted to do. <laughs> yeah. Without, without asking for permission, huh? Without asking for permission. And then um, a big part of this, if you are in conversation with me for any time, I'm going to talk about love. <laughs> okay. Good. You know, cause I feel like, I feel like you have to, you have to be open to love yeah. and it resonates in your personal life. It resonates in your business. It resonates in you know, how you interact with people. That That is such a big word. And such everybody has heard it before. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that I like to do is I like to find out the meanings that other people attach to these things so that I can learn more about what it means to you instead of just hearing it and go, yeah, I know what that means. And then I understand it only through my own filters, my own experiences. Yes. And they may not be what they could be, but if I don't have a frame of reference or I don't have the opportunity to hear from other people, and if I'm in a limiting situation to begin with where I've surrounded myself with other needy people, which is typically what happens when you're in need, you find someone else who is in need because someone who's not is going to be uncomfortable with you anyway or not attracted to you. What fantastic insights we are getting into in this episode If this resonates with you and is provoking and of value, please consider the best-selling book of Get a Vision and Live It by your host, Larry Olson, at Apernio.com. His book has been an inspiration to many of Mindset Playbook's guests, and you'll find everything you need to live the best version of your life now. The results you'll get will absolutely amaze you. Find the book at apernio.com in the shop. And now let's get back. You won't want to miss what's to come in this episode of Mindset Playbook. So how how do you define love? What what does that word mean for you? Well, love is so beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) To me, it's kind of a little hard to explain, I guess, when I think about it. Um, It's an opening. Okay. It's an opening of my heart to kind of where people are, where I am. It's a matter of being patient and loving a person right for where they are, mm-hmm. not trying to control them, not trying to change them. And the same with myself, but also going past. Sometimes people respond out of pain. They're responding out of a story that they believe that's a lie. Mm-hmm. And for me, love is kind of moving beyond that. And just like I had to find value in myself, it's finding that equal value in other people. You don't necessarily have to like everything about their behavior, but you can love, you know. And to me, I am free to love. I can give my love to another, whether they give it back. It's It has no relationship one to another. I don't need your love for me to love to get to get love and when i realized that i was like that is so powerful yeah you know there, there's a lot of power there's a lot of depth to it and how when you function like that it's strange the the people that like approach you hmm. it's because they can sense that you're not like <gasps> towards yeah. them you're open towards them. And all of a sudden the conversations aren't so shallow. Mm. Oh, and I love good conversations yeah. about real things. 
<laughs> you know, and you're having you. conversations with people like in the city on the train, you know what I mean? Yeah. About deep yeah. things, you know. Or you would and, have been shy about it before, or you would have been they I don't have anything to share with them. Um, right. so I'm gonna stay in my own world, which is safe, limiting, but safe. And there's something to be said about safety because a lot of people feel that if they grow and if they make those, if they attempt to change themselves, then everything's going to fall down around them like a house of cards because of that fear element, right? And it's just the opposite is the truth. And and you are, you know, a model of that by your sharings. Um, When I discovered that I was going to be the only one that was going to be able to fix me or change me or accept me. Um, it really opened it up to not being intimidated or afraid any longer, or as damn judgmental as I was yes. about where this person was at and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then I'm sure the energy I was sending was not, Hey, coming into my life. No. Uh, right. Who wants to be there? Uh, but this is a, such a blessing that you're sharing because I totally believe that love is, it cannot be fought. It cannot destroy. It can only, uh, accept. And if people can't start by accepting themselves, then, then a good first step is to realize when you go to a movie, can you change the movie? Can you change the characters? No, you can just sit back and enjoy. Yeah. But what you're saying is in life, you can actually ask questions and even find out more. You don't have to be followed by the director of the script. And um, you just you just have such beautiful energy. I mean, it's. Thank you. You know, and also one of the things that um, I realized is that I was born into um, my family's history. And. Um, are we on mute? Did it mute? No, I can still hear you. Okay. You hear okay. Me? okay. Yeah. Do you went mute for a minute? Uh-oh. Well, that's okay. But one <laughs> of the things I realized is that again, I was born into my family's history and go. therefore I had to realize that it's not my history. Mm-hmm. It, doesn't <laughs> and need to be, huh? it does not need to be, you know, I don't need to, um, you know, you're, you're born to a mother, you're born to a father. So you're taught things as a child. It's like by osmosis, you know, just because you're in that home. Mm-hmm. And um, when I started realizing that when I sat down and I looked in front of me and I could pick and choose the good from my family and the and get rid of that which doesn't work for me, you know, and no matter what it is, whether it's relationships money, ambition, desire, whatever it is. And when I realized that, okay, now I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I'll take that. That's good. I'll take it, you know. And then when I stopped caring about what other people thought of me, Mm -hmm. and again, you know, there was a time period when I was probably a hypocrite, you know, not probably. Okay, I was. (laughs) (laughs) Just like you were saying, like I had these judgments and I thought it had to be this way. It had to be this way. It had to be that way. But the more I opened up, suddenly I'm in front of people that are completely different from me. 
And I'm like listening for the first time instead of just pushing away. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And we're having these great conversations and we're vibing. And, you know, next thing you know, you're like, my perception was so wrong. Oh, yeah. Wow. You know, and yeah. if you can't say that about yourself, then you're probably not being very honest because we all have these preconceived ideas about people, yeah. you know, and yeah. whether you want to stay there, you can stay there or you can move. <laughs> <laughs> but don't be complaining. Yeah. Well, and if you are, just take it away from me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. We can't be friends. <laughs> You know, I've I have really found that that I I am I'm a dog person and I'm always attracted to people who are dog people because when they come into your house, if they're you know, your dog can tell what kind of person this is. And some it'll bark at, others it just embraces. And it's and it's interesting to me, you know, what is that about? And it's about not coming from fear. Yes. And why do we come from fear? Because we're afraid we're going to lose something. And what are we afraid we're going to lose? You know, there's, there's, that can be a whole nother topic. But in your case, you realize the only thing I can lose are the things that are holding me back. Yes, that's right. That's right. And so the beauty of it is once you pass through that fear, what you want's on the other side. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, Oh my gosh. So once you start making that a habit, you know, I I truly am a entrepreneur. Like I I am primarily a land investor. Primarily, I'm a land investor. Um and I love real estate. Love real estate. But I always like I have desires of my own that are entrepreneurial, things that I want to express. So once so every time you're faced with that which you want to do, you're hit with that fear over and over again. It's not a one-time deal. Yeah, so yeah. you're like, okay, it's gonna cost me a lot of money. It might put me out there. Oh my gosh. Okay, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> and then suddenly you cross through, you have the money to pay for it. You have the skills needed to do what you need to do. And then you do it. And then you're like satisfied for a little while. And then all of a sudden you get another idea. Oh, gosh, what if I tried this? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Absolutely. You get Well, you get the courage to take the next step. Oh, yeah. Right. That, and that's what's on the other side of fear. Yeah, that's great. That is it great. Is. You know, I want to give you the opportunity too to share with our listeners um, what what you can offer them should they get in touch with you um, on this land investing thing or in the coaching, whatever it is you want to, you want to share with them. Sure. Absolutely. So um, a handful of years ago, when I had made the decision to go into investing, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And I had gone to my local RIA and there was a German guy, Jack Bosch standing in front of me giving this, um, you know, a talk on land investing. And so I had uh, went forward in it, uh, you know, bought into the program, did a deal in 30 days, made uh, $8,000, and then just began to repeat and began to get better at the business. And then I went into coaching because again, I knew I had a mental block in growing my business. I can do deals, I can do deals, no problem. But my issue was scaling. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a business education. And I could tell, again, there was some kind of block inside 
And I had a great coach whom I love even to this day and um, went through the program, was able to learn to scale, you know, went through some barriers. And um, then they had asked me to be a coach. It's called the Land Profit Generator. It's the LPG. We call it LPG. And, um, you know, it's a fantastic way to uh, go into investing because you can buy and sell land all over the United States. So the benefit in my world, why it was so attractive to me, I like to travel. I wanted to create a business around how I wanted to live mm. and I can do it from anywhere in the world. You know, you can do it part-time and make easily a hundred thousand dollars, just part-time, just part-time, mm. you know, accidentally, <laughs> <laughs> you know, or you well, can now scale. you're bringing up the fear in everybody. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Sounds too good to be true. Right. That's right. That's right. And I promise you, I tell my students, look, if I can do it, you can do it. You know, I didn't know how to do Excel spreadsheets. You know, I had had a service business prior to this. I had had, you know, very little uh, real estate um, experience. But, um, you know, the land really resonated with me because I didn't have to fix a house. I didn't have to paint paint walls. I didn't have to replace oh. floors like flippers do. And literally, <clears throat> as long as you have internet, you really can do it from anywhere. So um, there, you should have a um, access to the link. It's a land flipping fund and uh, dot com. Uh, and that leads you to a free webinar just to introduce you to land. If you are interested in doing it, I have found that it's fantastic. Not only, you know, I create passive income with it through selling land on uh, seller financing. It creates cash, which is always good to have to grow your business and to travel and to um, right. <laughs> buy other income producing assets and businesses. And, you know, it kind of uh, funds a lifestyle, okay. you know, that um, some other real estates don't offer, you know, I love passive income, love it. I think it's great. And I also like being able to offer people a business based around how they want to live, mm-hmm. you know, and for me um, that was land and the community of investors are phenomenal. Just this morning, uh, I had a brunch with three other land investors. We like love each other. We're like a family. Right. <laughs> we travel and see each other. You know, we meet with one another. And in terms of support, I've never had um, a career where I had so much support and love. Mm-hmm. And, you know, personal growth. Again, when we get together, we talk about deals, but we, again, we talk about that mindset. Yeah. What's hindering me to get to the million dollar mark? What's hindering me to get to a bigger deal? You know, and the conversations are just, I always leave like, yes, I can take on the world. <laughs> <laughs> and you need circle uh, of friends like that. You do. Absolutely. absolutely. And I have found that in land investing. Yeah. Thankfully. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, when they, um, they've probably already seen by the time that they watch this, all of that information on how to get more information from you. But I think one of the things that is, um, that is so compelling about you is your, your authenticity. And I think you've got that in spades. I think that is your, your home run (laughs) is you're not afraid to be you. And I think that, you know, I often share with people that the only person that you can do without faking it, spoiling it, 
screwing it up is yourself. But the moment we think we got to be something other than that in order to get the love or the attention or the gratitude or the celebrity or whatever it is that we think we need, um, we, we just keep tasting our tail. And, you know, if you like to taste your own fur, well, that's something else again, but, um, it's, it's, it's not what you've been sharing and you have put it in such wonderful terms that are so easy to understand. Um, what do you, what do you want to have our listeners that are either riding their bikes or working out They're They're either just, you know, all they're doing is just listening to this and nothing else is going on. Um, what would you like to put on their mind? Because we've got listeners that are trying to figure out what they want to do for the rest of their life. And we've got listeners that want to take it to the next level in their life. So what could you offer them? Well, if they're interested in land, you know, find me on Facebook. That's probably the easiest way. Christina Walls. I, if, if you're seeing this, I look like me. There's no catfishing or whatever you call it. Right. <laughs> um, but you may have your hat on though, huh? <laughs> maybe I may have a hat on, maybe. Right. But um, I would say, go and do what's in your heart to do. It's not. It's very seldomly about do I have enough money. It, people think, oh, I can't do it because I don't have enough money. Or I don't have enough education. If you begin to move in the direction that you feel is for you in your heart, move in it. If you mess up, who cares? You know, everybody's messing up. Just be gentle with yourself and laugh. When you mess up, just laugh at yourself and move on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> but I would say move in the direction that you want to move in. And when you move in that direction, wholeheartedly and you press through fear and you press through doubt and you heal and you address issues in your life, the world will open up in ways you could not imagine. Mm. And that is a beautiful song. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. When, as all of us have experienced in our lives is, you know, we've, we think we're following our heart. We've 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 burned the ships, if you will. You know the old story of the boat. <laughs> why did you burn the ships? How are you going to leave? Well, that's the point. We're committed. We're not going anywhere. And yet they'll confront something that'll just dismember them. It'll throw them off. And what do you what do you suggest to them when they find this despair? Um, that not only are they bringing it on themselves because we know that we're now allowing the circumstance to dictate to us instead of us bringing what we want to the circumstance. Um, what is, what are some tips that you could offer when we do get kind of into our, you know, our own desperation, if you will. You are at the cusp of freedom. (laughs) (laughs) And that, If you are willing to take that obstacle, no matter what it is, and deal with it, go through it, usually in life, when stuff just falls all apart, there's a very, very, very valuable lesson sitting right in your lap. Hmm. So what you do with it, people either run from it because it creates pain. 
Mm-hmm. Um, they run from it because it creates fear. They run from it because it creates vulnerability. Mm-hmm. But if you are willing to look at it, deal with the pain, be vulnerable, get through it again, you will have jewels in your crown that are lessons that will help you overcome the obstacles. It's a great book, The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but he really, I read it some years ago and it, and it was eye-opening to me in terms of um, how one should deal with obstacles. And he had, you know, he dealt with military. He talked a lot about military and the burning the boat love that analogy. They burnt the boat so they couldn't return. So they had to deal with what was in front of them and what was on the other side, victory. Yeah. You know, this is a beautiful example of our lives. If we are willing, you know, I, I talked about my dad earlier, my father passed away and he never dealt with certain things. Mm. He went to his grave, sadly, having never opened up to love, you know, and I look at that and it's, but he's not unique. You can yeah. see it. Yeah. You can see it. And it's a very sad story. But I don't want that to be my story. I don't want that to be anybody's story. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. It does. That's right. It does not have to be, yeah. you know, so what to do in those times that are challenging be willing to get through them. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, I would say that's why marriages fail. That's why businesses oftentimes fail. That's why relationships crumble and families break up and people hate one another just because they're not willing to press through the uncomfortable. Yeah. They want to feel be yeah. safe. Safety yeah. and, and is so overrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And talk about it. Don't hide from it. Don't yeah. spend the whole relationship in fear because you're afraid you're going to break the relationship up. Yes. You know, you got to be honest and you've got to talk about the challenges and because the challenge isn't with one another, the challenges is with how you're interpreting one another. Yes, that's right? huge. Yeah. So, and how huge. You're listening. so and, and what I hear you saying too, is when we get into the, between a rock and a hard spot and the more we focus on the obstacle, the less we focus on the vision. And it's like taking an eraser. Every time you focus on the obstacle, erase the vision a little bit. Focus it pretty soon. You don't even see it. So one of the things I hear you saying is don't leave yourself any escape routes. Yes. Right? Um, I am. So I have a dear friend who has so inspired me. She She's an immigrant. She came here. She went from making 15000 a year to making over 30000 a month in like two years. And I asked her, I said, what, what changed in you? She said, first, I committed. I was all in. Secondly, I looked only at the goal. And I said, yes, the goal, not the problem. So sometimes when I wake up and I'm like, oh, this and oh, that, I'm like, what's the goal? Okay, but this is the goal. The problem is not the issue. Look at the goal. And I promise you, when you do that, I mean, it's just like some changes in how you function because you're not like sitting in lack. Yeah. Because when yeah. you usually you're, you wake up and you might be like, oh, well, I didn't close enough deals this month. I didn't make enough money. Look, that's irrelevant. What's the goal? <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. What's your purpose? What's the vision behind it? Yeah, Absolutely. that's right. That's right. And it's been, and it, it's, it's working for me. Yeah. Great. <laughs> we are a testament to it. Indeed. Yeah. Well, you know, it's been a pleasure and uh, I'm sure our listeners have had a, a very, very enjoyable time and gained a lot of insights into and when you look in the mirror, don't turn your head, you know, f- focus on your beauty, focus on what you love most about yourself. And if the nose is bent a little bit, you know, I mean, that's, that show, that's part of your uniqueness. You know, you need to wallow in it. So I thank you, Christina. It's been, a, it's been a real joy and um, investing your time with us. I also want to share with our listeners that you can find out all the information you need and more to, to be, be enthralled and to get great insights and learnings into changing your life, not only financially, but just how you, how you live it by getting more involved with Christina Walls and her offerings. And I'd like to wrap it up by just sharing with all of you that no matter what's going on in your life right now, remember wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. So it's not about that. It's all about what do you plan on doing about it? And as we just heard from Christina, man, make that goal, make that vision stronger than current reality. And all current reality does is keep you on track. It doesn't keep you from getting what you want. So it's it's been a, an ult, ultimate joy. It's nice to find another human being that believes in the power of love. And uh, you've been fun and we're all grateful for having this time with you. Thank you, Larry. I appreciate your time as well. <laughs> okay. All the best, everybody. And um, listen up and you'll hear who our next guest is going to be. Take care. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, we ask that you please subscribe and share with your friends and associates. Hop on the treadmill or grab your favorite beverage and get ready for a high energy discussion with a successful entrepreneur who retired from a 25 year internet marketing career to start a passion project called Life Apocalypse. What's a life apocalypse? Well, Get ready because Larry's next guest, Jim Cockrell, is ready to tell you and also help you create your very own.